I hate how much you read that and you're like, fuck Lothair, but also fuck Lothair, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> I hate it. That's the most accurate thing yeah. ever. and welcome back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm M. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth, and I'm just really nervous. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that with a big smile on my face because it is a big day. It is today a huge on Romancing day. Romancing the Monsters. We are finally discussing Mr. Lothair's book, the yes. book that Seth has been awaiting for, yes, for years. Yes, goddamn feels. books at this point. Yeah. For years at this point. I feel like it took a million books to get here, but we are here. We are finally so, here. Where do we start? I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, do we start with a blurb? Is there anything you want to mention before? I don't know. Um, no, let's just start with the blurb and then we'll go from there. I'm just like dying yeah, <laughs> to hear Wait, your, did your I even opinions. say this book was by uh, Cressley Cole? No, did I, I think that? I just ended up talking no, about how nervous I was. <laughs> Well, this book is by Cressley Cole, in case you didn't know. Though, I feel like everyone knows at this point that Lothair is one of Cressley Cole's uh, most popular novels, I would say. So, um, go ahead, Seth. <laughs> what is this book about? Well, we have Lothair, who we've met in previous books in the series. Um, we kind of get a backstory on him with, like, his childhood, and we see, like, his mother's gruesome rape and death, and we see his hatred for humans form. And um, it flashes forward and we see Elizabeth, who's his female lead, um, who's possessed by Saroya, who is um, like a goddess. She's just like an evil goddess. And um, he, a goddess of death. There you go. Goddess of death. Um, whom Lothair believes is his bride because he, for one second, will never think a human could be his bride. Um, Saroya in Elizabeth's body commits a lot of murders and um, Elizabeth is put on death row. Um, and in prison um, because Lothair didn't let her commit suicide um, after Soroya had killed a lot of people. Um, anyways, it jumps ahead five years after that where Elizabeth, um, it's time for her execution and Lothair got there in the nick of time. No, not five years, two years. Was it five? I swear it was five years. I think it was five. He meant to get her at, he meant to get her for two years, but I think she stayed in five. I think I remember something like that. Yeah. And then um, anyways, he saves her and then he quickly tells her he's a vampire and his bride inside her is Soroya and he plans to remove Elizabeth from her own body. Um, and thus, you know, starts their... as one does. Yeah. Right. As Lothair <laughs> does. As Lothair does. Yeah. <laughs> Only him. And yeah. Anyways, uh, Elizabeth decides to come up with a plan to try and seduce Lothair away from Soroya. Um, and... As readers, we know that that's not, like, physically possible since he had made a vow to Soroya when he first got blooded, um, that he vows to remove Elizabeth's soul from her body and make the body undying. 
Um, and he plans to do this with the ring that he stole since Lucia and Gareth's book. We find out the reason why he wanted that ring so badly was because the like the ring has uh, the capacity to grant wishes. And yeah, that's just that's I, I don't even know where else to go in this uh, synopsis here. But did you girls like it? <laughs> Can I just say that I OK, so. One thing about me is that I don't typically, I'll read the first, I'll read the blurb to the first book of a series, but then once I'm sure I like it and that I'll read the rest of the books, I don't typically read the blurbs of the other books. So I went into this not having read the blurb. I had no idea what the setup for this book was. I swear to God, I opened the book started reading it and I was like what in the world is going on first of all you open the book there's three POVs and that like thingy at the beginning I was like who the fuck is this third person um and I was like really confused because I was like okay so who is his mate is it that god of goddess of death or is it this um human person um and then just like the whole setup with um, him sending her to prison yeah. for <laughs> a long amount of time and like her being put on death row and like almost almost getting yeah. the the thingy that you know ends your life um and her trying to commit suicide and then like, oh, I was like and not just once she tried to commit suicide on? at least twice in the beginning right so, yeah, it was an intense see. beginning of a book, to say the least, <laughs> and I was flying off my chair at that point. I was, like, levitating. <laughs> so, so yeah, but let's start with us. Like Marge, I thought um, starting it, I was confused since there was a three, like, point of views. I was wondering, like, who the hell was this third person? Um, I didn't read the blurb. I thought we had like another Bowen situation. Oh, um, oh right, yes. <laughs> and then you came in saying bitch ass Bowen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was like, what's bitch going ass on? Bitch ass Lothair. Like, I... <laughs> we need to find and you know what? Lothair. Yes, bitch ass Lothair. He yeah. does. He does have some bitch ass moments. In there. He yeah. does. He really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, he does. So <laughs> we're gonna have to find him a name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with owls, we have to sing. <laughs> but uh, so I went. I read the blurb. Um, went back into the book and I I loved it. It was good. Yay! Um I did have I did have moments that we'll probably discuss later on with yeah. Lothair, uh-huh. but um uh-huh. it was an entertaining book. It was it was wild. Yeah, it was like there was a lot wild. that happened. So, I I liked it a lot. I do have one small critique. Okay? <sighs> so like the first Hold on, relax. As far as the romance goes, I loved it. As far as the characters, I loved it. But, like, that first 60% of the book, I swear to God, like I said, I was levitating in my seat. Like, I was like, this, I'm having, like, an out-of-body experience with this book. It was great. I was getting everything I wanted. Yeah. But I will say that in the second half of the book, or, like, the last 40% or so, um, there's this whole plot with like the spin-off series that she's establishing in the book. And for me, it started dragging at that point because they the the main characters are not together, obviously, because they're, you know, both doing their own thing because they're not talking at that point. 
Um, and I did think that that part, there was something about it that didn't work for me in a way that I feel like Cressley Cole usually can make it work. But I, I mean, I can understand that she was obviously trying to set up this spinoff series, but I just feel like she could have done it differently. Or I kind of wish she had wrapped up the romance and then uh, had like a spinoff novella afterwards or whatever explaining the whole dashi plot or dacian plot or whatever their name is yeah um because i just felt like it didn't quite belong in the story that's that's just my take but you know like i said like as far as the romance like when they were together and like if you look at just their arc because to me that part of the, the novel it's almost like it's not the romance anymore it's like i don't know what that was but it just didn't feel like it fit for me um but the romance was great, and I mean, Lothair, hello. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I felt about it. Okay, I guess that's a fair critique. Um, yeah, because I feel like they did the dashi dashians or however however you say it. I feel like yeah, they were pretty like in there, and once they were in there, they had a lot of dialogue and a lot of page time. So I guess like yeah, I could see that being yeah slowing down the story. I could see that. But I loved it, like, the 10th, 20th time I read it. I still love it. I love Elizabeth. I love Lothair. I love everything about it. Yeah, so in case you didn't know, I loved it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we did. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. What do we want to start with? Um, I don't know. What do you girls think? What? Okay, how, what did you think about Lothair's behavior towards Elizabeth? Like, we get, like, in the beginning of the book, we get a prologue of, like, how his, like, his hatred for humans grew and how it became something that he lived by for like the 3000 years he's been alive. Um, like, how did you feel about his behavior at the beginning or even like throughout the whole book, you know, towards Elizabeth? I feel like I get it. I understand, but I think it kind of got annoying for me towards, I think it was a little after he found out that that was his bride. And then I think for me, one of the things that really bugged me was, when he tried to change her into a vampire and she kind of and she just kept saying yeah, yeah that's yeah. a little fucked up he kept pushing that she didn't I, want that was to. one of yeah. my main issues with him um but i understand like and i kept going back and forth with what he went through what he witnessed with his mom um with his his dad like i get it but no i think he like pushed it like it it I don't know the way he treated her it felt really wrong mm -hmm. because she didn't yeah. want it and I think my main issue with it was he never asked her if she wanted it he just did it even though she was asking for a conversation at that point which is frustrating right because sometimes in books characters are not having those goddamn conversations and they're having fights over and over again and you're like just talk to each other yeah. and at that point I really feel like she wanted to talk to him. She was ready to, like, mm -hmm. have full-on conversations. Like, can we figure out how we're going to make this work between you and I? Because you've done some really shitty things to me. And I'm trying to, like, get this to work despite everything you've done. And he still wasn't having it at that point. So I'm exactly. kind of... My my battle here between, like, if, I, if I'm okay with it or not is... I'm not okay with it for her, for, for Elizabeth, mm -hmm. because I'm like, or Ellie, because I'm like, she deserves better. She was ready. She was, she wanted to be an adult in this situation and like have the conversation. But I'm also like, he's a villain. Like, this is like, it yeah. makes sense for his character to just do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, for him, he's just thinking end goal, end goal, end goal. 
And like his end goal, mm-hmm. he his human cannot die. <laughs> you know, like he needs her to yeah. survive. So like in his brain, it makes yeah. sense. So like I can reason with it in the sense that I'm like, Lothair is just he's gonna Lothair, you know? <laughs> Lothair's gonna be Lothair. <laughs> like he he doesn't yeah. understand her point of view in this situation, which I guess is just That's a flaw of his character yeah. and a flaw of his like just because of his yeah. experience really. But yeah, it, it is a sticky situation, to say the least. Yeah. No, I agree with your point, like, both your points. But for me, I think with Lothair, I think for him, he hasn't really had many, like, conversations or, like, even prolonged conversations, I think, with anyone or, like, with anyone he doesn't deem inferior or someone that he doesn't see as, like, an equal. Like, he ha- does not have those conversations. And, like, for him, even when he finds his bride, he it's, like, kind of, like, new territory. He's never really experienced that sort of connection with someone before. And, like, obviously I don't agree with, like, him not discussing things. But, like, we know his inner thoughts. But Elizabeth obviously doesn't know because he doesn't say them to her. So it's, like, if he'd said things to her and maybe discussed things with her, yeah, I think it would have been a lot better in terms of their relationship. But... He doesn't know that that's needed to be said. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he doesn't, he doesn't realize that his like his inner thoughts need to be expressed in order for Elizabeth to feel like at ease. He thinks like because like he knows everything. Basically, he needs to make the decisions for that instead of like mm-hmm. making it with her. Um, so yeah, his behavior was awful, but like I can kind of see where, like how this came about. Yeah, would he have ever accepted her as a human? Do you think? He said no, he wouldn't, but he would, because because he would, what did he say? He doesn't court death for himself mm. because he knew that she would die sooner or later if she was human. So he would do whatever he could to make her, you know, undying, mm. but he would never court death for and himself. And like in a fucked up way, you got to say that like they were on such uneven grounds for so much of the novel yeah. because he is such like you know a powerful being with you know he's ancient he's you know has done a bunch of shit he's mad <laughs> and she's just this human girl who has not much experience in life and so i feel like in a way while it's absolutely wrong and like he should have asked how do you feel about that i also feel like in a weird way it allowed her to be on a little bit of more even grounds with him because at least now like strength or power is not really an issue if that makes sense like it's experience is still mm-hmm. like you know a thing like he's lived thousands of years <laughs> that she has not yeah um but yeah i just feel like somehow it made them a little bit more equal in a way that like maybe makes it a little bit more um believable which I mean I guess is kind of a thing you know like we read romance novels all the time where you know the guy's like this ancient being that's you know falls in love with this human girl and like we all believe it but this is kind of realistic in the sense that like they probably wouldn't you know what I mean they probably wouldn't fall for the human the naive human girl that can die in five seconds because it's like oh so you fall in love with her and then she dies like five seconds later because even a century even if she got to live a hundred years would still be like the blink a a blink for him you know exactly 
And like Nick's even said, like the few weeks that passed that they were apart was just like a mere like hour for yeah. him, like lost their time because he's been alive for so long that t- sense of time isn't similar. Um, so yeah, I agree with that for sure. So, um, do you think if Elizabeth didn't go uh, through what she did at the hand of Lothair and Soroya, meaning like you know killing all those people and also going to prison and things like that, do you think she would be a match for Lothair? Because like obviously experiences mature you and like shape you into the person you are. So do you think she would still be his match? Probably not, right? I mean, technically speaking, yes, they are mates, so they have to be a match mm-hmm. no matter what, you know? It's the fates have decided, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know, because the thing is that so much of it is because of him, because of his actions, but I don't want to give him any credit for it. She, She's the one yeah. that survived it. She was the one that was put into prison exactly. and had to survive goddamn prison and being put on death row and, ha- you know, yeah. having to live with thoughts like, I want to die because there is someone inhabiting my body I and I, I might as well die because I don't want to hurt anyone. Like, she's the one that survived all of that. So I don't want to give him yeah. shit for credit because fuck him exactly. for doing that you know like, yeah. i know and like it's just like it's so heartbreaking because like she despite the situation she still found a way to get an education to like go to university and like complete all of that but yet he finds a way to underestimate her and like mm-hmm. undermine her and like make her feel inferior and yeah elizabeth was a great character she really was fucking out there man like thinking <laughs> back like, right? everything that he did I hate how much you read that and you're like, fuck Lothair, but also fuck Lothair, you know? Yes. <laughs> I That's the most accurate thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we like this? <laughs> like, oh uh, my God. He, whew, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Whew. Like, he, he gave me those, um, those dark vibes I was looking for. Although I will say, yeah, there's no spanking in this book, Chrissy Cole. Where it's at? Where is it at? <laughs> Wait. What? Marge and S, you got what you wanted. The vampire bite BJ. Hold on. That's oh, in my that's notes. Right, I only yeah. have three notes. And one of them is, we <laughs> okay. got to repeat on the blowjob. And also, who did it best? Can we discuss that now? Who did it best? Obviously, Elizabeth. Lachlan and yeah. Emma or Lothair and Ellie? Lothair and Ellie. Is that even a question? No, it's not. It's clearly Lothair and Ellie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was because he, was, he wasn't unconscious, you know, for it. Yeah. Their initials, it's the same. It's Lachlan. Oh, my God, Lothair, you're right. Emma and Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's right. Um, I mean, clearly this scene was hotter. Yeah. I, he was like, have a snack, honey. <laughs> I know. And he like cut his dick for her. And he's like, come on, come on now. <laughs> They're so kinky. I love oh, it. Oh my goodness. I'm hot. That's like great. I'm genuinely feeling hot right now. <laughs> yeah. I got a fan for you, Marge. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sweating a little bit. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that happened, and I'm thankful for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, d- 
doesn't change the fact that there was no spanking in this book and I was really hoping for one. No. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because like she keeps on doing things that he doesn't want her to do, right? So I was like, mm, all right, yeah. Lothair. I mean, give me some something to look forward to with those threats because you're like, ooh, if you keep doing that, something's gonna happen and i'm like well lo there i am waiting for that something okay. to happen <laughs> his threat was killing her family i think that's a big enough threat <laughs> i want threats of the sexual nature okay that, sexual those are the fun threats sexual <laughs> yeah i agree threats that make you want to do the bad things that you're not supposed to do <laughs> yeah um so yeah that was definitely one of my notes <laughs> You best believe. But the sex scenes in this book, I don't. I think they were like next level for me. Like even like their first sexual experience with her, like basically dry humping him oh, on yeah. the chair. Yeah. I could not. Yeah. I could not. Like, ugh, it was so hot. I like, thought that they so actually hot. did the deed, but I have to go back and like read through again, and listen. No. To make sure yeah, that it was just dry humping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Oh, Cole. <laughs> I heck, I was I was even pissed with him with like the whole um I'm going to a completely different place right now. Please follow along with me. <laughs> okay, okay. I was okay. pissed even with like the whole um the jewelry that he bought for the 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 goddess of death, but like he wouldn't let her mm-hmm. touch yeah. it. He was just like, look at what she's going to have that you're never going to have because you're poor. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I was like, there. that's my limit. <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. And then like the fact where he wouldn't even let her see the outside and like he fully knew she would hit the boundary when she got to yes. um, Hag's place. And like, he's like, yep, yeah, she'll like look at it and that's all she can do. And I'm like, you're such an asshole. You know what? I'm glad she kissed that boy. <laughs> oh, Thad. I was I was surprised that she kissed um, Thad, but I was like, "Girl, yeah, yeah, test test out the waters yeah. elsewhere." Just you know, because honestly, Thad would be a great partner. I'm just saying, he's sweet. Yeah. He's so adorable. He's kind. He'll always be there for you. <laughs> I was like, girl, yeah, yeah, try try out somewhere else because that man ain't treating you right, all right? So. But then. But then, like, she was like, I'm not feeling anything, which I was like, fine, go back to Lothair then. <laughs> no, but then, like, he kind of, like, in a way, you know, I don't even, I don't even know why I'm trying to justify his actions. But anyways, with the whole um, realizing that he wants her to see the world and, like, he takes her every night to a new place. and Sure. Like, fine, I guess you redeemed yourself in, a l- like, a little bit. It's just so fucked up Very how much so. pleasure he was getting out of her not experiencing the world and like just being stuck inside as a prisoner and stuff like it's sick but also and he loved gloating about it it's sick but it makes sense and also like it's just it's it's creepy psycho things that you're just like why do i like this (laughs) like why do i genuinely like that he's making her suffer (laughs) i don't want this for her she deserves better but also give me more (laughs) 
I think it's also, for me, I think this book worked because Elizabeth was who she was. She was a strong character who fought back when she had to, and, like, she knew the treatment was wrong. Mm. Like, she wasn't glorifying it or, like, trying to make it seem like something it wasn't because Mm -hmm. it was Mm. abusive. It was awful. And I like that she acknowledged that and knew that she deserved better. I mean, I feel like she's the star of the book. He's not. He's the he's the way that you would imagine he is, you know, like he it wasn't like a surprise, but for her, it's like it's a journey for her. You know what I mean? Like she really comes Mm -hmm. out of her shell and like discovers her own strength, her own emotional strength and like just how valuable that is and like her integrity. Mm -hmm. And like she's just like, I will not go down like I won't let this evil person ruin everything i stood for you know and i appreciate it you know she's she's strong no and i love that discussion of happiness when like she tells him like you've never experienced happiness but you know i like in my 24 years of life you know i've experienced more happiness that you can even dream of you don't even know what that is and i love how that was like discussed and i love how he like thought about it and was like shit she's right and the conversation he had with soraya soraya yeah soraya yeah yeah. When he asked her what what was happiness and yeah. she couldn't yeah. tell him, and her hap- she did the, like definition death- of happiness is like seeing the life leave someone's eyes, and yeah, because like- it's like he he th- he keeps like dangling these things in front of her, like ooh, you won't ever have that, blah blah blah. But like I loved yeah. that moment because it's like, bitch, I have everything, you have nothing. You've yeah. never known happiness. You don't. I'm the lucky one here. Despite my situation, yeah. I don't care that I don't own anything, that I don't have a beautiful house and lots of money and whatever. I know love. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a family and I'm happy despite it all. Yeah. So goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She literally said goodbye. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I loved how that then translated to like him talking to Soroya and being like, do you know happiness? Like, no, you, you don't. Like, we'll never be happy together. Like, he really took it to heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I really liked about this story, because I think he got in Soroya the mate he would have wanted or he thought, thought that he, he wanted. would want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Elizabeth was the mate that he craved for, was the person that he yearned for and wanted to be happy with. Um so I liked that he had what, you know, he thought he wanted versus what he actually needed. Because it also makes him confront who he thought he was, he needed to be as opposed to who he really wants to mm. be. And goal, and goal, <laughs> and goal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, to be honest, like this book, I feel like for the last few books, there's been like, little details dropped here and there that you're like oh okay that doesn't really make sense but okay uh I feel like a lot of those details finally came into play in this one and like it was finally like I was understanding what had it had been happening for like years already and like what was going on and where it was going (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so how did you feel about the whole thing with um uh what's her name Lorinda the person who the rings the ring belongs to. What's her name? Ladorada. 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 I can't fucking pronounce it. Her. Ladorada. <laughs> how did you feel about how that was resolved? So okay, so first of all, uh, the was it Soraya's sister, the one that cursed her with Ladorada? Like their situation was a little confusing. 
There was something between La Dorada and Soraya. I think Soraya cursed La Dorada. La Dorada. I can't fucking say uh-huh. her name. Apologies to um, her. Yeah, she... <laughs> La, La Dorada. Are you I don't want her to come one. after me. The gilded one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Soraya had sent... She cursed her for fun. Yeah, she had sent, like, people to kill her. Like, okay. her soldiers to yeah, kill her. Yeah, okay, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. And so La Dorada wanted revenge, and mm-hmm. obviously... The prophecy, apparently there was a prophecy between them that she would kill, sorry, destroy um, Soraya's soul. Okay. Um, And her sister, um, she finds out in the end before she dies that her sister also wanted her dead. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. But how did you feel about how that whole thing was resolved? I I felt like something more grand was going to happen between them. I did too. Like, I feel like it kind of resolved, like, quickly, like... Like, it made me think, like, kind of, what was the point of Soraya being inside? Like, I don't know. I expected something bigger between that whole situation. I think part of why we expected something bigger is just because of the confrontation in the previous books. (laughs) Like, how huge that was. Like, her coming in and, like, everyone screaming and dying and running away and Mm -hmm. buildings crumbling and, you know. Like, right now, like, in this book, it was kind of just, like, a sit-down conversation (laughs) over tea. (laughs) Yeah. I think we can't talk about the situation without talking about, like, Nyx and, like, her, like, her part in this story. Because I feel like she she sent La Dorada there because she knew that La Dorada had the power to destroy Saroya, thus making Lothair's vow, you know, null and void. Um, so I think the reason why it didn't seem like as, like, big of a situation was because that was Lothair's moment to realize, like, obviously, like, later on when he finally sees Nyx again, um, that it was because of her. Like, she actually listened to him, like, as, like, a friend and helped him and, like, saved his mate. Um, so I think that's why it wasn't that big of a deal. But also, also, I can see why she went for that instead of a big battle in the sense that he was gonna have his moment at the end where he goes into the mine and he saves the people, right? True. Um, and so True. I feel like for Lothair, it's like, there's no denying that man is strong. There's no denying he can fight in a battle just fine, you know? What he can't do and had to do was hand over everything he's been collecting for thousands of years. All the debts. Yeah. So I feel like what she was trying to say is like, there's some, like, this is not about brute force. It's not about ability or agility. It's here's what he's been working towards that he thought he wanted mm-hmm. and he's going to have to hand it over which technically it's not him that does yeah. it it's Ellie but you know go Ellie <laughs> for like being like bitch here are your debts <laughs> it's not yours anymore <laughs> no i was just going to say and i think that was really important um like for i guess as us readers to see that he values Ellie more than he does his debts because as soon as like Ellie made that decision to give them away he's like you're such a clever person and like that's when you realize that he values her more than he does his thousands of years, you know, account book of debts. Yeah. So, so. you know, sometimes a grand gesture is not, you know, explosions and st- mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sometimes it's it's the, you know, little things little like things. handing over yeah. something you've been looking forward yeah. to. Yeah, and for it makes a while. sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like now that we talked about Nyx. Yes, Nyx. How did you Nyx. girls Nyx. feel about Nyx in this book? Nyx! Okay, so first, did they ever hook up? No. Right? Did they? It, I feel like it kind of hinted. I don't know if they did. Because, because can I say something? Obviously, yeah. he was immortal. I don't think they ever met before he was not immortal. Because remember, once you turn immortal as a vampire, you lose all sexual ability. I don't know. I mean, listen, I had my little headcanon last week. <laughs> Let's hear yours this week. I have a little headcanon this week. Uh, I think, I mean, for like, you know, a few pages, I kind of shipped Nyx and Lothair. Yes, we do. <laughs> a lot. I do too. Like, I, yeah. listen, they have this amazing conversation where they like understand each other yeah so deeply and they're the only ones you know and i think it's that uh, whatever Lothair, understand each other yeah like lothair's lothair feels like he can tell her i feel so old yeah and she understands that and then yeah and, and then nick says lothair i've met dirt that is younger than we are <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I love what they have. Like, this, I don't know, like, we understand each other. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it just being a friendship, obviously. Men yeah. and women can mm-hmm. be friends. It doesn't have to be sexual. But, like, I've, I I was in that moment, especially because Ellie and Lothair is not, are not together at that point. And I was like, what is going mm-hmm. on in this book? You know, Cressley Cole gave me that, and I was like, oh, how cute. And then Nyx can just spend the, the night there, and he's like, just sleep. I was I like, oh, Lothair, my heart. No, because, like, so she had said before that, like, everyone wants something from her. Yes. And then he's like, just sleep, I'll protect you. And I'm like, yeah. uh. Yeah. No, and I think it's yeah. like that whole scene was so telling on, like, how much they valued each other and, yeah. like, how betrayed Lothair had felt. Because of, like, obviously she's the reason why he spent 600 years in the blood forest. He, She's, like, the reason why he didn't get his revenge, you know, time and time again. And, like, he's hated her for so many years. And then he finds out later on, oh, it's because she cares about him that he, yeah. she did all of that. And, like, she was willing, like, she's such an amazing character that she's willing to lose friendships and, like, bonds with people um, for their happiness, for their basically. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's heartbreaking because she needs love. Yeah, and I mean, I I said so in the the last episode on Immortals After Dark. How like you start seeing in that book how much work she's doing behind the scenes, yeah. and I was like, I love that she put that in the previous book so that when we get here, we're like, yeah, Nix has been doing a lot behind the scenes, and like, girl mm-hmm. is tired, and like, you get it. You're like, yeah, Nix take a nap please like because yeah. she's like i can't sleep like he asks her like when was the last time you you slept and i think she said like not not and um since the the capture yeah mm-hmm. which was like forever ago so i was like oh my god nix no and it's like it's really sad because like everyone whenever they look at nix even like up until this point they say oh she's just like acting a bit crazy like you know she's not she's just like being her crazy self but like with lothair he sees her like he sees it deeper like he sees that she's exhausted she's tired she's not the nix that he knows and it's just like yeah they're a bond and i hope it continues on as like the books progress like we see them like their friendship because like 
like you said, no one understands like the way that they understand each other. Like no one would have that ability to do that because they haven't lived that long. They haven't lived through as much as they did. Yeah. So yeah, head cannon. I ship it in my head. Not in the book, but I ship it in my head. <laughs> I'm with you, Morris. Yes. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about how did you girls feel about when Lothar finally realized that Elizabeth was his bride and not Soroya? Oh my god, that's not where where I thought you were going, but yes. <laughs> where did you think I was going? I thought you were going to talk about the, the dark fae. Oh, sure, what? that too. Okay, but okay, first... First, um, when he when he realizes she's his bride, what did you think? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no comment right now. <laughs> my mind was blank. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my mind is a little blank too. Like I have her reaction more than his in my brain. I feel like the lead up to that realizing was it came like slowly. Like it was. So it was when he sleep traced um, to I think it was a blood forest. And then um, she's surrounded by, like, his, whoever the new leader is of the Horde. And, like, the Serunos people. And, like, one licked her face. And then, like, when he saw that she was in danger, that's when he clicked in that that was his bride. And, like, that's when she clocked out mentally. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, he realized that was his bride. And then, then that's when he was, like, so many of, like, um, his victims have been in the same situation. Like, now he's hopeless in the situation. So much happens in this book that um, I had forgotten that tidbit. I'm not going to lie. Oh. But um, now that I remember it, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was intense. It was one yeah. of those scenes, right, where he's, like, feeling really defenseless and he's finally put in the place of the people he's hurt for so yeah. many years. Exactly. So that felt good. Apologies to him, but, like, that felt good. <laughs> Seeing him suffer a little bit. <laughs> and, like, I think mentally, too, he kept trying to tell himself that she wasn't his bride. And then all of a sudden he realizes that is my bride. Like, I don't know. I just loved how it was done in that situation because previously, like, even the night before, he's like, yep, yeah, no, I would not hurt my bride as much as I have hurt Ellie. So she's not my yeah. bride. I mean, I just, I love the whole demon possession plot point because <laughs> I was scared that this book wasn't going to be dark enough because I'm like, well, when <laughs> these men know who their mate is, Cressley yeah. Cole just makes them go soft because obviously that's just you know they're your mates so like why would you be a bitch to them you know yeah. um so i liked how she did it because it allowed her to still have some tension between them and still have some darkness and like experience lothair as a person as opposed to as a mate right away yeah. because he thought the other one was his mate um who bitch knew all along she wasn't <laughs> she was just I hate like her <laughs> I just loved how he was just like, why is she not, like, sexually attracted to me? I don't get it. Like, I'm not there. Like, like, everyone, everyone else me. is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would just go back to Ellie being horny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was interesting how, like, once Soraya is dead or gone... Uh, suddenly he like feels the full force of Ellie as his mate like because that was like tempering it or like you but know. even once he felt that he still like he didn't go soft like how you say like he, the males in this he doesn't go soft soft but boy did buy a whole mountain for her <laughs> you know well, yes 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 but I, I mean like in terms of like mentally like he 
for him, he equates trust with love. And, like, obviously, yes, you know, having her full trust does, you know, help the love situation. But, like, he believed that if she loved him, she would not betray him. And, like, he kept trying to fight to get her to love him. But he betrayed her. He betrayed her when he changed her against her will. Yes. Period. Full stop. The end. Get over yourself, love air. No, 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 I know. I'm not saying anything against that. Like, he was an asshole. He should not no, have No, I know. Wanted. I'm talking to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to reason with him and his <laughs> stupid ass. Because he's hurting Ellie and she didn't do shit, okay? And it wasn't like she didn't want to. She just wanted to talk about it. Like, yeah. she wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And yeah. like this man's like, no, 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 you trusted me to make decisions for three weeks. Like, she's not going to die in three days. You can give her a few years to get adjusted to the, you know, the idea. The, no, oh, well, yeah. he only had the ring yeah. for the day. She only asked to talk about oh, it. She didn't ask to, like, you know, don't that's change true. me, like, forever. Like, she just said, can we talk about it? Like, it's her life. And this man is not even letting her make decisions about her own life. Or, like, include her in decisions about her own life. It's her life, not yours, bitch. <laughs> I love you a lot there, but like. But I feel like that's uh, when she kind of like you know cut his, his his head. I laughed. I was like, "That's what you get." I was so confused when that happened. I was like, "What happened?" Because like she doesn't think she did it, but also she thinks she did it, and like I was yeah. so confused for a long while. I know, like I eventually you know yeah understood that when they talked about it later on yeah. but like at that when it happened i was like what mm-hmm. is going on here i was like did someone trace into the room slash his throat That's what I thought and too. then like someone made it look room. like it was her but then turns out it wasn't her yeah. also like come on lothair you've gone through worse than that like exactly and she left an eighth of attendant like you're alive like he knew he was gonna come back. Like, come on, yeah. you you put her on death row, and exactly. she she cuts your throat, and like somehow that's the biggest betrayal. And he's yeah. such a drama queen. This man rips yes. out his own heart to say, "I'm done with you." <laughs> like, uh, sorry. But, like, I didn't technically understand that. I thought that Ellie's response of, like, sending him the middle finger made more sense. I was like, yes, Ellie, yeah. that actually makes sense. Like, this dude be carving out his own heart. Like, I, is this, like, a romantic offer? Like, from here, from him, I'd be, like, romantic. <laughs> the Valkyrie were like, oh, that's actually so romantic. <laughs> and then, like, Lothair, like, Lothair thinking, oh, yeah, this is the heart that Ellie got her hands into. So here, I don't want it anymore. I'm just going to grow a new one. So dramatic. Like, as if. He's so stupid. Like, as if. How did you girls yeah. feel about um, him wanting to dream her memories throughout the whole book, but he couldn't do it? Him thinking that because he didn't, like, want to see her memories because of, like, her life and all that but then, like, he realized in the, like, closer to the end with Nyx that he was scared to see her memories. And then once he finally dreamt them and he saw, you know, his treatment of her through his eyes. Sorry, what? Sorry, through her eyes. Was he scared of the seeing her memories? So, like, throughout the whole book, he doesn't, he doesn't understand why he can't see her memories or, like, I mean, he's very focused on trying to see Declan's, but, like, it, you know, it's kind of in the back of his mind, like, why haven't I seen her memories yet? There's probably yeah. something in there or whatever. 
But then mm-hmm. as it goes on, like he starts wondering more and more. And then he has that talk with Nyx and realizes it's because he's all along. He was scared of seeing what he do- what he's done to her from yeah. her perspective. Yeah. Because he knew how he treated her. It gave me serious chest pains. Which I hope that he relives those memories for the rest of his goddamn life because he deserves it, okay? No, I know. It gave me serious chest pains because, like, she's been through so much. He can be happy when he's awake, but he better know what he put her through, okay? And I think now he does, and I think he realized, you know, shit, I was awful. Like, he didn't even pay her one compliment throughout all of that, like, throughout the time that they've been together. Did he ever apologize, like, straight up, I'm sorry? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I don't know. Did, does he grovel? I, do girls think he groveled enough? I don't think there was enough grovel. There wasn't really a groveling. Hmm. He traced into a mine, saved a couple people, and then, like, almost died, so that was, and that was his grovel, groveling. Like, that was, a, but, like, that was also, the extent. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate here, okay? He <laughs> saved the species that he detested the most and thought they were less than animals. Um, he did it all for her. And he's willing to spend Sundays and holidays with her family. <laughs> that's not that's the real pain for him. <laughs> that is the pain. <laughs> so and yeah. who are a wife beater for her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, he was horrified. He was like, what the fuck am I wearing? <laughs> and they have a dog now i just love how ellie was telling her mom everything he did to her and her mom was like but he's hot though (laughs) (laughs) i was like same (laughs) Same. (laughs) anyways what did you think of that that dark fae what's her name valerie valerie is, does she get a book at some point? It felt to me like she was... If she doesn't, it felt to me like she would. She might later on. I don't know. Because there was that Not whole yet. story. There was that whole story about her being into some demon, I think, um, who yeah. can touch her because her skin is poisonous. Yeah, I want to read that. I was like, that's a setup, Chrisley Cole. I know you. I know what's in your mind. Yeah. I know what you're doing here, and I want it. So, okay, so she doesn't get a book yet. No, All I right. want it, though. I think that would be a good story. I mean, I liked her. Yeah. I liked how she became friends with Ellie. Yeah, she was a cool I character. I know, and I loved Ellie, like, when she discovered that um, that trunk of food. Well, not food, but, like, the trunk of, like, wishes, basically. And, like, I love how she kept getting, mm-hmm. like, beers and, like, Cokes for them to, like, drink and talk. I just, I liked Valerie and... And sunbathe and, like, yes. looking through magazines. <laughs> How did you girls think? We didn't even talk about this. How did you feel about, like, we get to see things from a different perspective? Because um, Allie doesn't know anything really about the lore. And then when Mary Ketta tries to come and get her through the uh, the mirror, um, Valerie was like, oh, no, let me cut her hand off. Like, you know, stay away from her. But we know that Mary Ketta is actually trying to get her, you know, because... You know, it's Mary Ketta. Um, how did you feel about that? Because you get to see them in a different perspective. <laughs> I thought that was crazy when she cut off her head. I was like, oh my God, Mary Ketta. I just love how she's handling Her first approach was sounding scary. And then, like, she has a conversation with the girl. And then they go back to the mirror. And, like, Mary Ketta is like, all right, I don't have time for this. Like, just come on. 
And then you hear, like, after, like, her arm gets cut off, like, you hear Bowen in the background, like, yes, like yeah. this is so chaotic. And, like, I wish we could have read that scene in their perspective. To be honest, I wish Ellie had gone through the mirror. Because I would have liked to see Lothair running around the city for his mate and, like, her being yes. not accessible because she's with the Valkyries. Well, I mean, that happened later that on, but, like, he see. didn't go run after her. Oh, we should talk about who do we think or what do we think the monster of the story was. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go first? Us. I'm mm. throwing you under the bus. Okay. So, I think for... I have I only have it for Lothair. Not okay. for Ellie. So for Lothair, I think his monster would be, I think his fear of disappointing his mom. And then mm. him just trying to to avenge her death and then trying to get, um, trying to accomplish like those blood vendettas, like the seven tasks. And all. I feel like that was holding him back from trying to, uh, trying to open up to Ellie or trying to accept her as his bride. I feel like that mm. was like the major for him that's a good one I haven't thought about that one because you're right like he kept thinking about his mom and like how she would regard Ellie and like how Mm -hmm. she would like think less of him if he ended up with a human I didn't think of it that way yeah Yeah. so that's what I think because like at the end of the day love and happiness is always the way to mend like familial wounds or like the Mm -hmm. way to win you know, mm-hmm. you don't win yeah. by hating or by, with a hate or just by killing people and being, you know, and suffering because of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I think that that's, like, a thing that a lot of characters have to understand. And that was definitely one of Lothair's things. Like, he really I thought agree. that to avenge his mother, he needed to kill all these people and he needed to, you know, become king of these two kingdoms and he couldn't be with a human or whatever. Exactly. And, like, turns out yeah, it's yeah. like, no, you actually... You win by doing this, yeah. <laughs> you know, by being happy. Because yeah. your yeah. mother was never happy, so. For me, I saw his monster, um, like, his pride and also, like, his prejudice when it comes to humans. So, like, okay. for me, his pride. Pride like, his and prejudice. Sense. Exactly. <laughs> He's his own pride and prejudice. Grisly Cole. <laughs> this, is, this is a uh, pride and prejudice um, retelling, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the most <laughs> twisted thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Is Soroya um, Mr. Wickham? Oh, God. Oh, heck. Probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> Continue on. Pride and prejudice. So his pride, um, because of his own sense of superiority over humans, he feels that, like, having human as his mate is beneath him. And, like, obviously that caused him to make many decisions that were, like, irreversible. Um, and if not for Nix's help, I feel like it would, you know, have continued down the path that it did with, like, you know, him having to forsake Elizabeth's soul um, and ending up, not ending up with Soroya, but, like, you know, making her undying. Um, yeah. But, like, his prejudice for me um, when it comes to humans as well was pretty, pretty bad and pretty prominent in the story. And, like, we see where his hatred for humans comes from and how it's grown. And, like, there's a line in the book where, like, um, the hatred of Ivana, which is his mom, for humans would grow, fueling his own. So, like... It kind of goes back to that that idea that like prejudice is learned and like his prejudice like his prejudice was learned from his mother and like also like seeing what his mom went through as well also further fueled his hatred and his prejudice towards the human species. Um, so yeah, that's how I 
upset. I never understand the whole concept of holding a grudge for someone else. Yeah. You know, for for something that happened to someone else. Not in the sense of like, um, obviously, sometimes it does, you know, it, it does matter. But like in, in cases like this, it's like, you don't gain anything actually, Law Fair. No, exactly. <laughs> like, you know? I just and I think we I also know. need to realize that Lothair was only nine years old when like he got to really experience his mom's hatred for humans. He was only nine. When and his like mom at died. the end of the day, was it really the humans' fault or was it the vampires' was, fault? I, in my perspective, I think it was the vampires. Like her own father let her get raped and murdered when he fully probably saw her and saw what was happening. Which I understand Lothair, you know, wanting to avenge his mom and like carrying that grudge yeah. throughout centuries and years and stuff it's like i get it exactly i totally understand where he like where he was going with that and how like like that loss he felt when he realized his grandfather was dead and he didn't really get to take that blood debt Mm -hmm. um out on him which i have a a question i guess um adjacent to this how did you feel about the fact that the kingdom of dacian is just kind of handed over to him do you have any thoughts about that? Like, how did you feel about that in the book? How they just find him and they're like, here, you're the king now. I think it brings it back to that point that you just said about holding grudges when it's not really mm. your grudge to hold. I think his cousins, you know, they are his cousins. Um, they weren't holding the grudge of his, their father or their grandfather or whatever the heck he True. was to them. Yeah. And they and realized he, he, that Lothair yeah. and Elizabeth could rule the Dashi people successfully. Yeah. And, like, in his mind, it didn't make sense because for centuries, if not more, he thought that they would hate him, that he would have to battle Mm -hmm. his way to the throne when, in fact, Mm -hmm. like, no, they were just, you know, welcomed him with open arms and were like, you're the king now. And he, that was beyond his understanding of how things work. (laughs) Exactly. Which, and then he was an asshole to them and they still loved him, so. (laughs) Uncle Lothair! an uncle are you excited at all for for that spin-off series i actually am like i went to go look yeah. at the books to see if any of them were get will get and it i saw that it was prince yeah Mer, the, the mm one right that's his the prince yeah anyways um what do you think the monster could be for ellie i feel like that's a little bit more difficult because I don't think that she hated herself. I think no. she she had a lot of integrity and she had a lot of respect for herself and mm-hmm. what she stood for and her family. And I got to say, like, it's hard to find anything about exactly. her. Exactly. And you can't even fault her for, like, wanting to change Lothar's mind. And, like, obviously, like, I guess. No, the man is crazy. You should want to change him. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> No, and I I don't even fault her for that because she was just trying to do, like she said, she was doing whatever she could to survive. And obviously she so happened to fall in love with him. And, like, she was lucky in that case because, like, obviously not everyone would fall in love with Lothair because he's he's awful. Yeah. And, like, at one point she had that, like, thought of, like, what she thought she wanted as a future with, like, the nice boy that's, like, a farmer's, uh, you know, son or whatever. But, like, she tested it out, and she was like, that ain't doing it for me. And I love how Lothair was getting so jealous. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, he's a boy. Lothair. You don't 
you got nothing to be scared scared about you're fine <laughs> no no i was talking about when ellie was talking about her dream man and like her dream for the oh future. yeah yeah and oh, like yeah, he was literally yeah. like throwing things in the room he's like that's never happening like he's such a toxic if this was a, like a dark romance or like if this was like any other book but a crusty cold book with law there i would literally be like this man it's is crazy. toxic yeah. get away I can literally picture him going around the world, killing off everyone that fits that description. Like, oh, he, yeah. he would be that type. He would be like, that's what you want. I'll make sure you can never possibly have it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that reveals a lot of insecurity, right? Like, he, he's like, you're not shit. You're so little. You're so poor. Blah, blah, blah. You're so insignificant in this world. But, like, turns out... He's scared of being that to her. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, shit, this is what you want. I don't fit the bill. I want to fit the bill. I want to be the man that you want, but, like, you don't yeah. want me. So, like, clearly he's got some insecurity issues. Yeah. And I think that, like, I think it's because he's lived it in a sense where, like, he felt like he was nothing in this world because he kind of was for the better part of his existence. He kind of was nothing until he built a name for himself. And he was such a sweet boy. Like, it's really, like, monsters are not born. They're made. Exactly. He he was not born this way. The world made him that way. Yeah. So, Allie, I I mean, I guess she's just the perfect human being. I would love to be Allie. She's not (laughs) perfect. I just don't think she She's as perfect as you can get in this series, I feel like. So, can her monster be just loving Lothair? Falling in love with Lothair? (laughs) Her worst decision, yes. (laughs) But he loves her a lot, too. And he said it not once, but twice. Maybe even three times, I think he said it. But you Um, know what? Like, even then, even then, like, even when she got sexual with him, she was like, you know what? I'm going to die. I might as well. And I was like, yeah, girl, you might as well. (laughs) Like, why die not experiencing this? Like, he's fucked up. He's crazy. He might break you in half, which, like, thanks. (laughs) And then she's like, so what would happen if I just, you know, like fall it onto your dick <laughs> i love her they're, they were so funny my one note in my phone was lothair can fuck me 10 ways to sunday break my neck and twist me and twist my lens like i'm a human sausage i would say thank you yeah and i agree so, with that wholeheartedly despite so, us spending over an hour talking about how messed up he is well yeah. yes i mean yes like i said fuck lothair but also fuck Lothair you know yeah so that's that should be the title of the episode (laughs) I wish we could title it that I have a question but if you had the chance to trace anywhere in the world where would you girls go well a place I'm really itching to visit right now would be Turkey I mean for obvious reasons but also because it's beautiful um so I would choose to trace to Turkey are you planning to kidnap a certain actor and force him to marry you (laughs) no 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 like maybe um but then anyways so i get to go to turkey but then also i'd get to go to greece as well since they're very close together um so that would be a nice vacation what about you marge i would probably love to trace to like a cabin in the snow somewhere in like the alps Mm -hmm. oh in like switzerland or something like you know like a really like with beautiful mountains with snow and like 
a little uh, Christmas um, market, even though it's not Christmas anymore. But like, if I say I'm tracing in the past. <laughs> yeah. Like just beautiful scenery, yeah. big, big mountains. And just, yeah, that's like peace. But also, like, a quaint little town where there's no COVID, so, like, you can just walk around Uh, and, you know, have fun, you know? Yeah, that's 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 one thing. I'd like to trace when there's no COVID. Yeah, Yeah. so that's that's where I want to be, I think. Yeah, so I picked the same Switzerland. I would love to go. Really? Really? All right, we're going together, Alice. (laughs) Let's go. We're (laughs) tracing there. Yeah, that'd be great. It's just so peaceful. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a nice peaceful trip as well plus like i hear it's like a really rich country so i'm thinking like there's probably really rich men living there <laughs> so i might like snack one while you know i'm visiting <laughs> that's that i think that's a sound plan i think so too um, and i support it wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> you can come to the wedding oh yay okay i'll come with my uh man that i kidnapped from turkey, from turkey. <laughs> all right let's rank the men and women of the series it is getting hard people it is getting it, yeah. very hard in fact i am not satisfied with my ranking i like i just put names <sighs> in places but i was like i don't know i don't know like i wanted to put three of them in one number in one slot but then i was like i can't i am do not that. surprised yeah um i just don't know i feel like sometimes i some of them i feel like i need 0.5 you know like one and 1.5 <laughs> like i just uh, i'm i'm not feeling it i'm not confident with this ranking anymore so all right well let's hear it then let's hear your ranking oh me first yeah okay let's go women first in 10th place we have naomi nine emma eight we have daniela and caro Seven is Lucia, six is Katerin, five is Mariketta, four is Holly, three is Mist, two is Reagan and Ellie as a tie, and then one is Sabine. I mean, is that ever going to (laughs) change? But, like, I hesitated. Wait, how do you only have ten? Oh, two ties. Okay, okay. So, 11th place is Naomi. 10th at Daniela, 9th at Mist, 8th Catherine, 7th Sabine, 6th Carol, 5th Emma, and 4th place uh, Reagan and Elizabeth, 3rd Lucia, 2nd Holly, and 1st Mariketta. Sabine is so low on that list. <laughs> Not that low. Like, am I ever going to get over it? I don't know. All right, Steph. Okay. Mine, 11th is Naomi, 10th Emma. Nine, Danny. Eighth, Lucia. Seventh, Caro. Sixth place goes to Holly. Fifth, Mist. Fourth, Catherine. Third, Sabine and Mariketta. Second, Reagan. And first, Elizabeth. And, like, I think Sabine and Mariketta are, like, two very opposing characters, but I like them for different reasons. I mean, I feel like Sabine and Mariketta kind of, it makes more sense as a tie, I feel like, than than Ellie and, and Reagan. Don't you think? I mean, I feel like you like them for different reasons. Well, yeah, but I just, I, I kind of try to think, like, why are they similar? Or why do I feel about the same, about, mm. you know, towards them? Anyways, yeah. um, the men. And this is the list that I'm not satisfied with at all. I just, I don't uh, know I'm nervous. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm looking at it and I don't even like it. So, 
you know, take this with a grain of salt. It might change the next episode. Yeah. Um, so, in 10th place, we have Lachlan. Shocker. What a loser. <laughs> All right. Let me change my list real quick. In 9th, we have Murdoch. 8 is Sebastian. 7 is a tie between Conrad and Malcolm. 6 is Bowen. 5th is Gareth. 4th is Cade. 3rd is Nikolai. 2nd is Wrightstrom as a tie with Lothair. And first is Declan. Okay, but I'm fine with those that. four, those the four of them, I, like I just don't know where I stand anymore. I just I want all of them. I want to be sandwiched <laughs> between all of them, you know. Girl, like, I want to reverse, my reverse harem. Harem with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like you know, I'm not someone that likes that trope, but I'm ready. Yeah, me either. But like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> so, S. All right, S. Now let's see if our friendship survives or not. <laughs> Okay, so Lothair in eighth place. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's not going to be high though. I feel I like I know. I need to hold I, on. I, Give me a second to prep myself. <gasps> okay, go. I feel like he's not uh, above a five. That's my prediction. Yeah, she she doesn't like vampires. So we'll I see. I know that. Are we ready? Go. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. 11th place, Murdoch, 10th, Conrad, 9th, Sebastian, 8th, Nikolai, 7th, Malcolm, 6th, Declan, 5th, Rydstrom, 4th, Lackland, 3 Kadon, <laughs> 2 Bowen, <laughs> oh my god, and 1 Gareth. Where's Lothair? I wanted to see your face. He's, see, he's in 5th uh, fifth, fifth place with Rydstrom. I guess. I'll take it. I guess we're still friends, even though I said he has to be in your top I just have in the world is Lachlan at number No, stop. Leave him alone. <laughs> He's like in 10th place for both of you guys. I want to understand too. Do I need to reread this book for like the 10th time and figure out why? I just, I, no, hold on. I am waiting for that 10 page essay okay, that she's yeah. supposed to I'm still write. working on right? it. Right? It was her homework. Why yeah. he's so great. I'm still working on it. I'll come prepared All with right. the essay. It better be done by the time we're done these books. I love how this has just turned into a trial for Lachlan. Like he's just. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're twelve episodes into this Immortals After Dark series, and we're still not over it. We're still not over <laughs> this, book one. We're gonna drag him till the end, and S is just gonna be his sole, uh, you know, supporter he's, until the end. He's staying. Yeah. All right. Let me rank my guys. Okay. okay. Um. So eleventh, Lachlan. Um. Tenth, Murdoch. Ninth, Sebastian. 8th, Nikolai. 7th, Gareth. 6th place goes to Cade. 5th is Malcolm. 4th is Rydstrom. 3rd spot goes to Bowen. And 2nd is Conrad and Declan. And then 1st, surprise, surprise, Lothair. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we expected this to be more climatic than that. I feel like my list has more rights than yours, okay? I feel like we're all, like, begrudgingly accepting this (laughs) this ranking as opposed to being, like, you know... (laughs) really surprised yeah. <laughs> okay well all right on that note um thanks for joining us um for this discussion of Lothair by Cressley Cole I hope you enjoyed it um if you want to know what we're reading next week as per usual you can uh find out on social media usually we post the day after these episodes go up 
So um, you can find us on Instagram at Romancing the Monsters Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at BRTM Pod. And uh, you can email us if you want to at romancingthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me on both Twitter and Instagram at foes and lovers. And you can find me, S, on Instagram and Twitter at but this book. And you can find me, Saf, on both Instagram and Twitter at pros with wolves. And that's it. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.